The Sikhan Chelech of Zion has a number of points that are important to discuss in order to understand the Hisaitis, the foundations of the Rebbe's explanation in the Sikha. Many, many points here in general to discuss. We just like to focus on a few of the more fundamental points in order to clarify the foundation of the Rebbe's approach in the Sikha. First of all, the Rebbe's proof or proofs that the Rambam holds that there has to be two periods in the days of Mashiach. So the Rebbe brings a number of proofs based on the Gemotus, based on the Psach Halach of the Rambam regarding Kleizayim, regarding ammunition, uh, regarding wearing weapons when Mashiach comes uh, on Shabbos, and because when Mashiach comes, weapons will be nullified, etc., etc. The main proof that the Rebbe brings is from Tchiyas HaMesim. That Tchiyas HaMesim, as the Rebbe expresses himself in other places, and had on the Rambam Toshim Zayin, which is the next Sikhan of the Varmachas and other places, it, there's no greater Chidush Vimaisei Bereshis, there's no greater innovation in the work of creation more than Tchiyas HaMesim. Now, a little bit of explanation is necessary. People commonly get stuck on this issue because they don't understand why is Tchiyas HaMesim a proof that there'll be a second period. To better understand the question that people have, it's important to keep in mind that the Rebbe himself explains that according to the Rambam, it's possible that there will be miracles when Mashiach will come. It's true, there can't be a change in nature. But the same way for many years, you know, since the beginning of creation, there was never a permanent change in nature. But there were miracles that happened all the time. So there could be miracles that will happen when Mashiach will come. There's no, there's no contradiction to saying that there will be a change of nature and saying that there will be miracles. Miracle means a temporary event that happens because there's a specific need, the person is in danger, there's a certain specific reason, neighbors are trying to do a miracle for whatever reason, and then after, afterwards life goes on as normal, nature doesn't change. So what, why does Tchiyas HaMesim mean that there'll be a change in nature, there'll be a new period? It could just mean that there'll be a one-time thing, Tchiyas HaMesim will take place, and then from then on, on there'll be no other change in nature. Particularly, we know historically, the nature of Tchiyas HaMesim has happened in the past. Alisha Hanavi did Tchiyas HaMesim, Hanavi did Tchiyas HaMesim, the Gemara says, Zutra de Bechum Mesim, but even the sage that was on the smallest level, on the lowest level, was able to do the miracle of Tchiyas HaMesim. So it was, Tchiyas HaMesim happened, you know, with certain specific instances, the sages performed Tchiyas HaMesim. So it doesn't mean there was a change of nature in the world. So what, what is the Rebbe highlighting so much Tchiyas HaMesim as a proof, as something which is definitely a huge change in creation. Now, a simple answer that we could give, which doesn't really fit with the Rambam, is that Tchiyas HaMesim is not just that Tchiyas HaMesim means that it will be a miracle, a person will stand up back up to life, and we'll see him again, and then life will continue on as normal. But furthermore, According to the way Hasidus and Kabbalah explains Tchiyas HaMesim, we understand that the way the body will function after Tchiyas HaMesim will be in a much more spiritual and lofty level. The whole, the whole function of the body will be Ruchnius, will, be, will, be, will, be, will get sustenance from the Shekhinah, will be a much more spiritual type of existence, and it will be a, more of a supernatural and loftier existence than the existence that we were used to today when our souls are in our body today. So actually, in Kutei Sikh is Chelek Tes Vav, the Rebbe has a Sikh in Asar Beteva, so the Rebbe discusses a little bit 
also it discusses very briefly the concept of Shtei Tkufis, and there the Rebbe Tak is Mitzayin, Toir HaToira, of the Tzemach Tzedek, I believe it's Vayechi, Davshin Tzedek Aleph, Amit Beis, and there, seemingly that's the word that the Rebbe is alluding to, is the fact that by Tchiyas HaMesim, it's not just a one-time thing that the body gets up, and then we're just back to normal, like the Tchiyas HaMesim that happened during the days of Elyon, of Elisha, but it represents a fundamental change. The body is now functioning in a much more spiritual level. It's a change in nature. The problem with that is, is that while that would work very good for the Ramban and the Chassidus who look at Chiyas HaMesim for that, from that way, but the Rambam himself clearly does not look at Chiyas HaMesim. That way the Rambam himself clearly writes that after Chiyas HaMesim people will eat and drink and eventually they'll pass away. Ramam clearly negates the notion that after the Mason, the body will function on a spiritual level. So within the Ramam itself, it's a little difficult, at least based on his words in the Gerdes to give that explanation. So according to the Rambam in particular, a person could ask that why does Chiyas Mason prove to be a change in nature? So it's, you know, it's a one-time miracle or... Now, there's two, there's two points over here to, to, this, of how ex, to explain this. There's one point that's directly related to the Sikh, and then there's another point that's mashma from other places. The point that's directly related to the Sikh, at least the way I understand it, maybe I'm wrong, but I think it seems to me this is Pshat. The Rebbe in the other 31 on the Sikh discusses the difference between a miracle and a permanent change in nature. I wouldn't, I would prefer not to use the words a permanent change in nature, but I would prefer to focus on the difference between um, a miracle which happens for a specific instance, for something in order to, to accomplish something specific for a particular individual or a particular occasion that arises where a miracle is necessary, or between a supernatural event that happens for no other reason that for no reason that is necessary begashmis besides the fact that there's you know the Hebrews is introducing a new a new mode now a new way you know a new phase in, in, in how the world works so when we had in the past or other miracles in the past to use the Rebbe's terminology from footnote 31 the Rebbe uses the term there's a miracle that was done a new thing was what was brought into creation because of an event that required, a new event came up and it required special attention, the Ebeshe caused a miracle. These miracles, maybe as the Rebbe focuses there, the Rebbe brings examples from the Mon and other miracles which lasted quite a, number, a long time. But the point was, this was a miracle that you saw that it was for a specific purpose. It wasn't that all of a sudden, Stamaze, there were miracles happening for no reason. The nace of Tchiyas HaMesim, on the other hand, is something, it's not just that it will be one or, one or two people that will get up for Tchiyas HaMesim, but Tchiyas HaMesim will affect the entire Jewish people, all the people that passed away in the past, or at least, even on the more uh, conservative approaches of Tchiyas HaMesim, so to say, the Rambam's approach in Pirish HaMishnayis, HaKtamat HaPerichelech, that only Tzadikim will get up, you know, the Rebbe says, kulam sadikim, etc., etc. But even someone would argue that it's only going to be a certain amount of that people will get up. But we understand on our own that this miracle of Tchiyas in the future is not a psanase. There's no need for us that this miracle should happen. It's not for any specific need. It obviously represents there's something new happening. There's a totally new kavon, a totally new hanhoga, a new type of way the Ebesh is running the world. 
So that right away means that there's it's it's a it's a chiddush is innovation and creation. This is a new thing. It's not like a miracle that happened in the past, which dealt with a particular need and the particular limitations of the world. Rebbe gave certain miracles, certain certain things. They, that that in order in order to help or whatever it was to save us from a problem, to give us added benefit, and whatever it is. But over here, we're talking about a completely different thing. That's, I think, more or less the concept of here. If you think about it, there's a very fundamental difference between a very a regular miracle and the miracle of Tchiyas HaMesim that happens in the past. To add further light on the issue and to give a little bit of a slightly different approach to answer the question and stand it up as point in the Sicha, I would, I would explain it a little differently which this is the way the Rebbe seems to be explaining it in other places. Maybe I'm rephrasing it a bit, but this might help other people to understand this better. When a person opens up the Rambam, and he starts reading the end of Perik, the beginning of Perik at Beis, how the Rambam describes it won't be change of nature when Mashiach comes. So he thinks that the Rambam, like I mentioned in the previous year, the Rambam is telling us, you know, his historical, the, 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 the future of the world, what's going to happen when Mashiach comes, won't be a change in nature. And uh, the Rambam is basically talking from the days of Mashiach in, until eternity, indefinitely, there will never be a change of nature. Now, the question, so a person is right away troubled, but hold on, we know there will be a monumental event, why doesn't the Rambam mention it? So, if you really want to, you could argue and say, you know, the event of Tchiyas HaMesim is not... Um, fundamentally contradicting the idea there won't be a change of nature. You might, like I said before, some people might say it's a one-time thing, whatever it is. Again, like I explained before, I don't really think that that really makes sense to say, but okay, let's say you're going to want to say that. But the question is, if whatever, however you want to look at Tchiyas HaMesim, Tchiyas HaMesim is definitely a monumental event that deserves mention. It shouldn't be completely ignored. We find that Rambam speaks about Mashiach, and he doesn't mention a word about Tchiyas HaMesim. Not, on, not only doesn't mention a word about Tchiyas HaMesim, but he doesn't, he makes it sound as if Tchiyas HaMesim won't happen. We know that the Rambam, he wrote the Holy Geras Tchiyas HaMesim. The reason why he wrote the Geras Tchiyas HaMesim is because some people are Chayish the Rambam, that he doesn't believe in Tchiyas HaMesim. The Rambam says, how could somebody ever think that way? Whatever it is, etc., etc. He goes through the whole thing, why, what made people think that way and why they made a mistake, but... You know, it would seem a little... In other words, if we would interpret the Rambam to be discussing what will happen from when Mashiach will come until the end of time, and he's saying that throughout that whole period there will never be a change of nature, so the Rambam should... If the Rambam is already discussing that period of time, he should throw in about Chiyas HaMesim as well. So obviously, the, uh, the, the, obviously the, the conclusion that we get from this is that we have to revise our understanding of the Rambam. Instead of understanding the Rambam as talking about what will happen from, from when Mashiach comes until eternity, we have to redefine that the Rambam is only talking about a brief or a certain period in the days of Mashiach. Or to put it a little differently, when the Rambam says that in the days of Mashiach there won't be a change of nature, it doesn't mean the days of Mashiach, meaning from, from when Mashiach comes until eternity, but rather the days of Mashiach means, as the Rebbe explains in the Sicha, the days the period of time which is introduced by Mashiach himself. In other words, those things that are going to happen in the world as a result of Mashiach himself. The days of Mashiach means the, the effects in the world that come as a result of Mashiach. So in the Yemoyesa Mashiach, and those things that Mashiach himself will introduce into the world, there won't be a change of nature. 
now again important shift in the focus the Rambam finishes his discussion about Mashiach after the first initial period of Mashiach the Rambam is clearly not discussing what will happen after Mashiach comes until eternity were he to be discussing that he would have to mention Tchiyas HaMesim the Rambam is by the fact that the Rambam doesn't mention Tchiyas HaMesim it shows us that the Rambam is, is ending his book before he touches upon Tchiyas HaMesim which gives us a different understanding of the Rambam. The Rambam is the same that in that period that comes right after Mashiach, there won't be change in nature. What happens afterwards, nothing to do with the Rambam. That's, the Rambam says it's not the purpose of my book. As the Rabbi explains, the Rambam's book is a book of Halacha, Tchiyas HaMesim, and all the events will happen later, have nothing really to do with Halacha, so the Rambam doesn't speak about it. So, it's a different way of understanding it, but maybe for some people it helps them look at it this way, that the Rebbe is basically, if you put it differently, the Rebbe is saying like this, the Rebbe is saying, listen, the Rambam is obviously not talking about what will happen in the time of Tchiyas HaMesim. The Rambam is not a history book. He's not telling you everything will happen when Mashiach will come. Based on this understanding, we now understand that when the Rambam says when Mashiach will come, there won't be a change of nature. He means to say that in this period that I'm talking about, which is relevant to Halacha, which is what Mashiach has to do, and the fact he has to have in the world, there won't be a change of nature. That's all. Afterwards, there's going to be a change of nature. There will be things going on that I'm not mentioning. You don't want to call it a change of nature, call it what you want, but it's a monumental event that the Rambam should have mentioned. He doesn't discuss it because he's not, he's ending his book before that period begins. Okay, this is one important point that uh, I want to mention. Another small point a lot of people always ask, that they say, if according to the Rambam there will also be a change of nature, eventually, so if so, what is the, the Gemara said that Rabbi Barab and Shmuel are arguing? What are they arguing about? According to Shmuel, there will also come a period there will be a change of nature. So the truth is, Rebbe himself says, says this clearly in, um, in, in the Sicha, the Rebbe explains that according to Rabchiya Bar Abba, what he holds is that the first period of Mashiach will be a change in nature, which means to say like this. The argument of Rabchiya Bar Abba and Shmuel is not if there will be any change in, according to the way the Rebbe explained, the Sikha comes like this, the argument between Rabchiya Bar Abba who says that, that all the prophecies that Nevi'im said are regarding Mashiach and Shmuel that says that there won't be a difference between this world of Mashiach and the days of Mashiach, only Shibud Malchi, so the Yidin won't be subject to, to non-Jewish kingdoms. They're not, they're not arguing whether there will be a change of nature. What they're arguing about is what's the definition of the days of Mashiach. According to Shmuel, the definition of the days of Mashiach is that there won't be any more Shibud Malchis. That's all. That Yidin will have their own king, they'll have independence, they'll be able to do Tehidamitzis with peace of mind. Later there'll be a change of nature, but that's not the definition of Yemaisa Mashiach. On the other hand, Rebchia Barapa holds, no, the definition of Mashiach, the fact that there will be miracles, that is part of the definition of the days of Mashiach. And therefore, it has to happen right away. And this is also when we look over here in our, um, in our Rambam over here, we see that the Ravid clearly disagrees with the Rambam. The Ravid is not disagreeing with the Rambam, the Mashiach has to bring the Shlemus of Teira Mitzvah and so on and so forth. But the Raiva disagrees with the Rambam, both in Perikid Aleph and Perikid Beis, and the fact that he believes that the fact that Mashiach will do miracles is an essential part of the belief of Mashiach, this essential role of Mashiach. So the Rambam also holds that eventually Mashiach will do miracles. The Rambam also holds that eventually there will be a change of nature.
But the difference is, what is the definition of days of Mashiach? And hence the difference is, what do you have to believe Mashiach has to do? What do you have to believe must happen in the, one, in the first period of Mashiach? And so forth, and so on and so forth. Um... Now, the end of the Sikha, the Rebbe says, end of the Sikha needs a little bit of clarification as well. There's a lot to speak about in the Sikha in general, but the point I want to focus on is in the end of the Sikha, the Rebbe speaks about Zahu and Leizahu. Now, it's a general, what's the gist of the Sikha? The gist of the Sikha, the Rebbe is saying, is that Mashiach's role is to bring about Shleimus Oterev HaMitzvahs. And in order to bring about Shleimus Oterev HaMitzvahs, you don't need to have a change of nature. And on the contrary, as the Rebbe says, the main way of fulfilling mitzvahs is dafke within nature, Elam Kimun Hagi Noyeg. It's also in the Hadron of the Rebbe and Tavshin Onal, if the Rebbe adds, and I think it's footnote 26 over there, the Rebbe says this point that in the Lord of Voltaire Mitzvah, not only there's no need for change in nature, on the contrary, it's best if nature remains the way it is, because the idea of Voltaire Mitzvah is to deal with the nature as its nature. What happens when Zachot and Yidna have merits? So then there'll be miracles, there'll be a change of nature, even the first period, and so on and so forth. Uh, by the way, I just want to throw in an important point in Havon of the Sicha, which... If you look clearly in Sifyut Gimel, um, it's what the Rebbe is basically saying, is that there's a big difference when you're... At least, I, don't want to get, I don't want to get lost in the pilpul over here, but I just want to highlight this. When we say there'll be a change of nature in the second period, it means that there'll be a change of nature. The nature of the world will change. It won't be considered a miracle. The fact that we say that when you sow a tree, or trees that have no fruit will give fruit in the second period, that will be the very nature of the tree, the very nature of the fruit. When we, when we say that when you plant a tree, it will grow on the same day, that will be the very nature of the, of, of the trees. On the other hand, in the first period, the understanding is a little different. The first period, the understanding is that if those miracles happen, it will be as a dover noisif, as, as an added thing as this added thing onto nature. And there's a very big nafkimini here. One nafkimini is regarding the subject we'll soon broach upon, which is regarding if you could fulfill mitzvahs with miraculous objects. For example, when Eretz Yisrael will have these fruits that will grow on trees, Yilon Yisrael, trees that never gave fruit before, and so on and so forth. You have to give Truma Meister, or whatever it is, other mitzvahs that are that 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 are tluyos in in in, uh, in in things that grow from the ground, if it's considered a miraculous thing, then there's a whole discussion of mitzvahs apply to things that grow in a, in a supernatural way. On the other hand, if that will be the very nature of the world, then it's going to be the same like any other fruit. So if you look closely again, I'm just I don't want to get too stuck in this. I'm just pointing it out. If you look closely in Sifud Gimel you would see that there's a big difference between miracles happening in the first period and the change of nature in the second period. And according to the Rambam, the Rebbe is clearly, clearly saying there will be a second, it will be a change of nature in the second period. The fact that the first, the first period will be a change of nature, that doesn't have to happen. If you could already start pilpling exactly what's pshat, According to the Rambam, in the, in the things that will happen in the first period, does it mean there will be a change of nature right away, or it's just a miracle? 
but I'll leave that up to the listeners to to pilpulzuchin. But again, going, I want to move on to the point of rezachol Getting back to what I was discussing before, the way we understand the Sikh Rebbe is saying that the point of Taylor Mitzvah is to be fulfilled in nature. Ay becomes a very strong question. So, what happens when Zachu? When Nidin Arzeicha and there's miracles happening left, right, center, what about fulfilling the Taylor Mitzvah in a natural world? So, the Rebbe himself addresses this, and I think the clearest example the Rebbe gives is regarding the building of the Beis Hamitach and Sifyut Ches. Uh, the, Rebbe, the way the Rebbe explains Sif Yudchas a little differently than Sif Yudzayin, as if you look into the Sikh, I'm sure you realize by yourself. But in Sif Yudchas, the Rebbe explains that we have a mitzvah to build a Beis Hamikdash. It's a mitzvah which is totally in us, but we have to build it. If we have a schos, the Ebesher will do something additional. The Ebesher will bring about a revelation of the Beis Hamikdash that's in heaven, which will be Neslavish, which will be enclosed in the Beis Hamikdash built by man. So it will be an additional thing. It won't take away from the actions of human beings in a natural way. It will be an additional thing to it. One other example that comes to my mind, which the Rebbe speaks about this, is the famous sikha regarding Hanukkah, where the Rebbe speaks about the different ways, the three different ways of understanding how the miracle of Hanukkah worked, if there, was the, if there were quantity of the oil increased, the quality of the oil increased. The Rebbe gives the whole answer, Nimna Hanim Nois, I'm sure people are familiar with the Sikha to some extent. And over there, the Rebbe discusses the fact that if you say the oil increased miraculously, the quantity of the oil increased, you might have an issue of using miraculous oil for a mitzvah. There's a whole discussion we could use. If you look in Yemaisa Mashiach, Ba'alacha, Chelek Bey, Simon Tzadik Alf, Tzadik Bey, it's a wealth of Marim Akaymas. It discusses there this idea that Tayyar Mitzvah should be fulfilled in a natural way. So over here, the Rebbe doesn't explain much how the two things go together, but you see that the Rebbe is saying that there is a way of looking at the fact that from one hand, we will fulfill mitzvahs in a natural way, but the miracles will not take away our actions, our avoidah, on the contrary, they will complement it. It will be a, you know, added thing, like, like the miracle of Hanukkah, for example. The way it comes up from the Rebbe Sikh is that there was a miracle that happened, but the mitzvah was still fulfilled. It was a very big miracle, <laughs> but at the end of the day, it wasn't considered a miraculous substance. Now, this is the way, the way the Rebbe learns in the Sikha is Zachul Now, in general, I just want to mention that in this Sikha, the Rebbe doesn't say this, but there's another very fundamental Sikha regarding Mashiach in Shabbos, Pasha, Shemini, Tavshim, and Beis. Rebbe discusses there until here the Rebbe in the Sikha speaks about the fact that the Rambam discusses in different places and his Mishnah Torah and his Gadis Tchiyas Ameitzim to be a change in nature. But also regarding what we learned in the Sikha Chelik Yudches, where the Rambam says the Mashiach doesn't have to do any miracles. So in his Gadis Taimon, the Rambam writes I mean, very differently than he writes in, in, in Mishnah Torah. He writes there that. Shiach, we don't even know who he, he is the second before he gets up or get up suddenly. The way we will know that he's really Mashiach is because of his miracles. He's clearly in, he's clearly writing that Mashiach will do tremendous miracles and that's how we know who he is. So what's going on over here? There's an obvious, obvious contradiction to his Mishnah Torah. So the Rebbe spoke about this and the Rebbe mentioned the same idea as he discusses here, Zachu, Loi Zachu. The first period, the second period, basically the way I, at least I understand what the Rebbe is saying is like this. 
Rabbi says, Rambam in Zigeras Taimon, he's he's you can see the way he's writing it. The Rabbi says he's writing it with a lot of emotion. He's trying to uplift the spirits of the Jewish people. As you read the letter, you see that the Jewish people were, were suffering religious persecution, and then there was this guy that said he's Mashiach, and the Jews were confused even more, and so on and so forth. So the Rebbe says it's clear the way that Ramam is writing the letter that he's not right. You know that he, he obviously the Ramam is hoping for and believing that Mashiach will take come in the way of miracles. But when the Ramam writes the Mishnah Torah, the Mishnah Torah has to be written halacha lemaisa. Halacha lemaisa, you can't like the Rebbe says over here. You know, if Yidna are zeicha not zeicha, that's totally in, in what Eibushter decides. And I'm it's not totally in the Eibushik even kvayach. It's totally in the Yidn. Halacha can't decide which level, which way Mashiach will come. So Allah tells you the basic minimum how it has to be. But how will Mashiach come? Yeah, I you know the Rambam would, would, would say that Papashtus Mashiach will come with miracles. And this is also Meduyak in the Lashon of the Rambam and Perikadal. If the Rambam writes that Mashiach doesn't doesn't have to do miracles, doesn't say he won't do miracles, doesn't have to do miracles. The Rabbis mad, she look closely in the head and in the next sikh in Varmachus and Elio and Novi Sikha, the Rabbis mad that. The Rambam uses a lotion in Tzadich class, he says to some of him. doesn't have to, doesn't mean he won't. And the truth is, in, in, in the Kisri Rambam itself, what's interesting is that in his, his Pirisha Mishnah, the Sanhedrin, where the Rambam discusses the return of Smicha, so in Perek Aleph Mishnah Gimel, the Rambam there actually describes a little bit, he seems to be describing how Eden will be in a state of Zahu before Mashiach comes. Bring some number of psukim that they will that their that their wisdom will increase, their hearts will be prepared to serve the Abish and so on and so forth. He seems to, to clearly be describing a matzav of Zahu. But nevertheless, when it comes to Allah Khalamaisa, Dramam does not get into, you know, Dramam has to write the beer minimum. But how will Mashiach come on the scene with miracles? Definitely. Now over here again, it's it's a little bit of a fine. This sicha particularly, it's a little bit of a fine line balance between fulfilling mitzvahs with derech and miracles taking place. Misad Sheni, it's it's the Rebbe himself in, in, in the footnote seventy four in this sicha. The Rebbe brings the examples of of clouds that they, that the stones for the chayshin were brought by clouds in a miraculous way. There is there are exceptions to the rule, even though we usually say the mitzvahs have to be fulfilled with derech there are exceptions to the rule. There are some times where we find the mitzvahs were fulfilled miraculously. And like I mentioned, looking in Mesa Mashiach, Ba'alacha, Chelik Beis, Sadiq Aleph, Sadiq Beis, he goes through a number of examples. Ayin Shum, you'll see different examples where it could be that mitzvahs were fulfilled in a miraculous way. Again, the, 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 the uh, exact way of understanding how it fits, I'm not 100% sure, but this is, you look closely, this is what um, the Rebbe says over here. However, I would point out that the, this idea of state kufis, the two periods in the days of the Mashiach, the Rebbe took to a whole new level in the later Sikhs. And the Hadran and the Rambam, Tavshin on Aleph, Parshasakhlucha Tavshin on Aleph, and this idea is also mentioned briefly in the Hadran and the Rambam, Tavshin Beis, the Sikh about Halacha Shalteresh of Alpesh, Enon Betel and Lo'ilam. There, the Rebbe takes, gives a whole new understanding. And I'll just, very bekits in a nutshell, the way the Rebbe explains is that this two purpose of Torah mitzvahs is to affect nature. But that is, it's not, the, but the ultimate goal is, in other words, to put it this way, there's, once nature is completely refined, the reason Torah mitzvahs has to be Dira I'll, I'll use Chesidah Shoshis, it might be better to understand. The idea of Dira means 
They have to take the Tachtoinim the way they are Tachtoinim and turn them into Debeshter. But the ultimate goal of Dira B'Tachtoinim is that the Tachtoinim should become one with the Elyin, that Teva should become a Kaili Philomailam and Teva. So Teira Mitzvah is given, the focus of Teira Mitzvah is to affect the world, to deal with Teva. If you overpower Teva, you don't have a Dira B'Tachtoinim. The Atrebbe had to go through Peterburg, he stopped the boat. He asked the, the whole story of the boat with Kedosh Levana, that he made sure that it stopped, but that it had Teva in order to make the Baruch and so on and so forth. However, once Teva, once the world is completely refined, now the world goes to a higher level, where the world reaches a level which is a Ma'alamina Teva. So in other words, the way that you look in the Hadam Tavshanal of the Oasis that Rebbe uses is that is the way Teva is focused on the world. Teva is focused on the world means we're focused on the Metzius of the world. And the purpose of Teva is that every single Prat in the world should be the way it's meant to be according to Teva Mitzvahs. But after every single Prat in the world becomes fixed and becomes transformed to be the way it's supposed to be according to Teda Mitzvahs, now a deeper thing is revealed. Until now, the focus was on the world, so to say, each Prat in creation has to, you know, be in sync with the Kavon al But once that is accomplished, what now gets revealed is a deeper level. Now the focus is not on the world itself, but the focus is how the world is just a place to bring out the, the fulfillment of the Ebesh's Ratzin. When, when, when we're doing the Avoid, our whole focus is the world is a Metzius, and we have to make sure that the Metzius of the world is the way it's Lufiyah Kavana. But after you finish the Avoid with the world, then the world ascends to, to we reach a higher recognition. At this point, the world, the, 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 the way the Rebbe says, after the Shleimus Oilam, there's a Shleimus Shalomailam in Oilam. We now, uh, we now start appreciating how the, the Nukudu wasn't the world itself. The Nukudu was the Abishir's will. That and the world is just a place where Abish's will is expressed, but the point is not the world itself. So again, I'm sure you, those that are familiar with my modern and Sikhis, you can understand the difference between and all these nice ICs. But basically, the Rebbe took this understanding to a whole new level. The Rebbe basically said, or I'll put it in they put it in different ICs. They bring a few Dugmois that maybe are connected or not connected, but they might be helpful to understand this point. The Rebbe discusses in, uh, in the Hadron, on the Rebbe spoke a Hadron, Yud Aleph Nisan Tov Shemem Hei, on the Rambam. During the Fabrengen, the Rebbe made a Hadron on the Rambam, and the, the Hadron is printed in, in back of the Gute Sichas, Chelech of Zion, um, page 237 and onwards. If you look at the Sichat way it's written, the Bilti Muga, this point that I'm going to say soon is more clear. The Rebbe says that the Rambam writes that in the future, the whole Asik of the world will be Lodasus Hashem Bilvad, only to know the Ebishter. So the Rebbe, the Rebbe elaborates on the word Bilvad alone. The Rebbe explained that in learning Torah and doing mitzvahs, there is an, a level of Torah mitzvahs, the way it's focused on the world. Kol Masach Yul Hashem Shemaim. The purpose of Kol Masach Yul Hashem Shemaim means that you have to do your actions in the world, but everything you do in the world should be Lashem Shemaim. So the focus is on the world, but using out the world Lashem Shemaim. But then, when Mashiach comes, that won't be the Avoidah. The Avoidah, the ultimate Avoidah, will be Ladasas Hashem Bilvad. You'll serve the Ebesher, not the purpose won't, you, you won't be involved in the Gashmis. The focus won't be on elevating the Gashmis. The focus will be simply to be connected with the Ebesher. It's, it's, or similarly, in learning Torah, there could be learning Torah, Leda Samayis Hashem and to know what you have to do. The focus is how, how to bring the Torah down, the Pearl Mamish. And then there's a higher level. You're learning Torah. Pasha, that's what Eibishter wants. Kmitzvah to be connected with Eibishter. 
So Mashiach will come, that will be the mode of our Avodah Hashem. So again, if you think about it, it doesn't mean that we're, we're now ignoring the world. But on the contrary, the word is once the world is completely imbued with godliness, once after we, we focus with everything, like you're building a house. So the, yeah, you have to focus on every single detail, make sure it fits. But after the house is complete, what's in this galas, then gets revealed what the purpose of the house was all in the first place. It's not about exact detail and exact brush of paint that went on this wall and the exact fixture that went on that wall, but it's about it's about the person that's now dwelling in the house. So the ultimate nikuda after the Torah mitzvah permeates the world, to, give it, to put it a little differently, we have, for example, many mitzvahs of the Torah are focusing on eradicating negative traits. You have leisignoiv, leisigzoil. We also have many mitzvahs which, de- which deal with negative things that are in the world. For example, you have the mitzvah of paraduma. What is the mitzvah of paraduma there for? That if someone became tummy with Thomas Mace, so the Torah says, you have to purify him. How do you purify him? With ashes of the paraduma. Now, what is the ultimate goal of the mitzvah of paraduma? What is the ultimate goal of the mitzvah of leisigzoil, leisignoiv? And similar mitzvahs. The ultimate goal is that there should be, for eternity, there should be a person with a Yetzir Hara, whom you have to always tell him, don't steal, don't, and, and there were, or there should always be death in the world, and you should have to spray him with a person with the ashes to be pure. No, if you think about it, the ultimate purpose of these mitzvahs, the ultimate goal of Leisignev is to change creation in a way that they won't want to steal, they won't want to hurt each other. The ultimate purpose of creation of the mitzvah of Paraduma, I mean, is that there shouldn't be death in the world, that we eradicate the Tumas Mace. Eradication of Tumas Mace is eradicated fundamentally when there's no Mace, there's no Mis in the world, there's no death in the world in the first place. So the ultimate goal of the goal of Taita Mitzvah, the way Ramam himself explains it in a number of places, is to affect the people, to change their way of thinking. So we could understand that the goal of Taita Mitzvah is eventually is that there should be a world which is a Taita world. A world that, not that you have the Yetzir Hara and you're continuously using the Taita's methods to overcome the Yetzir Hara. The ultimate goal of, of, of Mashiach, when Mashiach will come, well, then will be that the world will be in sync with Taita, the Rebbe explains in, in, in the Hadan and Ram and Tashim and Vav and other places. So at that point, the, 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 the will be Nizgala, the ultimate goal of mitzvahs. The ultimate goal of mitzvahs is, is to change nature. The ultimate goal of mitzvahs is to take the nature the way it is, Olam Kimin Hagi. To put it this way, the ultimate goal of Tayyamitz is take the nature the way it's Olam Kimin Hagi, the way the world re- works the way it is, and to make that itself into a Kali for something which is higher than nature. To take a human being who initially has the desire to, to kill and to steal and so on and so forth, and to change him so completely to the extent that he won't kill any, he doesn't want to kill, he doesn't have a gates in order to kill or to cause harm, to take revenge and so on and so forth. So if you think about it, the ultimate goal of the Torah is to change the world. So again, in this Sikha, the Rebbe is not saying anything of this, but in, in the Sikha, Hadam, Ram, Nalf, Nunbeis, you have to learn it inside, but there the Rebbe sends it very strongly to the extent in Tavshin Nunbeis, the Rebbe uses the Vart, which is one of the deepest Nekudas of Gula, the way it's explained in, in, in the Rebbe's Sikhas, is that a person will do, it won't be, a, when we say the mitzvahs, which is also, by the way, a big, connect, a big question in general, uh, just to stop for a second and to reflect, we're learning now the whole time in Chelek Yitzich and Chelek Yitches and the Chelek Lamedalet and the Sikha now, the idea of Mashiach Yishlem Zatayr of Amitzis. How does that fit with the fact that Mitzis will become bottle loss of love? 
discussing here the whole purpose of Mashiach is Shlaim Zatayda Mitzvah. And all of a sudden, when Mashiach comes, Mitzvah will become bottled, be nullified. So there's many, many points here. There's two general, two general approaches. One approach is for everyone. By the way, everyone who holds the right when Mashiach comes will be Tayda Mitzvah. It's only after Tchias Hamesim there's opinions that say that Mitzvah will be nullified. So one approach is Pashtas Balabatish. Many, many, there's a number of places that go with this approach. Even the Rebbe mentioned this approach a number of times. This Taka Mitzvah will become bottled, but why? Because after the Chiesamesim is now a time of reward. There's this man of Ayem La Saisim, there's a time of doing Taita Mitzvah. And then after Taita Mitzvah, so to say, accomplishes its purpose, now it's a different period. It's a time of reward. It's a time of, it's not a time of Avoid anymore. It's like the six days of the week and Shabbos, whatever the beer might be. Taita Mitzvah is only meant to be done until for the 6,000 years, whatever it is, until the world gets elevated to where it has to be. And then the rest is reward. It's a different type of period with a different type of thing. However, we are, I'm sure you're all familiar, the Rebbe in other places said that the Pshat, the Mitzvah's potatoes, doesn't mean the Mitzvah will be nullified, it won't exist, but the Mitzvah will be done in a way that they'll become nullified, they'll be insignificant, the revelation of God is that they'll bring be insignificant, the way the Rebbe explains the two places the Rebbe discusses is the most, you look in Shabbos, Pashas, Ekev, Tavshim, Emtes, there's another whole long footnotes on this particular subject, in Shulei Hagilian, and then there's uh, the most strongest places, Nahadran and Ramam Tavshin and Beis. Akundis Halacha Shalteresh Avapashan and Betel and Leilam. Over there, the Rebbe's Nakuda is that the person becomes so one with Abisha, you won't have to command him to do something. He'll do it on his own. Which, if you think about it, that's the ultimate Nakuda of Tayyidah Mitzvah. The ultimate, this is the word of you very strongly, the word of the Hadran and Ramam Tavshin and Aleph. becomes very strongly Mudgish in the Hadran of Nun Beis. As long as the person, the world are two separate, uh, the, as long as the Torah and the world, the Eibishter and the world, mitzvahs and the world are two separate things, so you have a musik of mitzvahs, you have the Eibishter, and the Eibishter is telling the person he has to behave himself a certain way. But the ultimate goal of Torah and mitzvahs is to change creation, that the nation, creation, the whole world should automatically work as Torah wants it. You won't have to tell it, I won't have to deal with the world, and deal with the negativity of the world and change it. The whole goal of mitzvahs is to reach a point where the person becomes one with Ebeshe, you don't have to command them anymore to do it. That's the ultimate, so to say, fulfillment of mitzvahs when, it, when it's done in a way where a person is doing it, so to say, B'derech B'meila. I know this sounds a little bit revolutionary because it's, it's a type of Avayda that we're not used to, but that, that's what the Rebbe says. There's a Sicha, the strongest Nekuta explanation of what Geula means, according to the title of the Rebbe, according to Chassidus, that I found is in the Sicha Shabbos Pashas Rei Tav Shemem Tes. Also comes after Shabbos Pashas Ekev Tav Shemem Tes. And the Rebbe refers back to that Sicha a little bit as well. But the Rebbe explains the difference between Tshuva and Geula. The Rebbe says Tshuva is very great, very lofty. But at the end of the day, the word of Tshuva means that there were two possibilities. There was Toiv and Ra. And the person overpowered the Ra and he became close to the Ebesha and he will never sin again. He will transform the Yetzirah or whatever you want to call it. But Shuva by definition means that there was two possibilities. There was a Bechira, you had a choice. You had a choice to do good and bad. The Rebbe says, what's in the Kud of Gula? Gula means become one with the Ebeshter himself. Become one with the Ebeshter, so to say, the way the Ebeshter is higher, when you come on the Ebeshter, there's no two ways here. There's not, so to say, you lose your Bechira. Again, I don't want to get into this discussion. I don't want to scare any person. We're not turning into robots. Don't worry. But... You become one with the Abishter. It's it's much it's 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 a different word altogether. It, at that point, there's no possibility even that you're 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 you you could do 
for something to exist, that, 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 that to do something which doesn't fit with the Eibishter. It's as if you have no Bechira. The Rebbe explained why it's not a stir to Bechira Chavshis, but I'll let you look in the Sicha. But that's in the Kut, and you have in other places in Chassidus as well. Chassidus uses a similar Oasis, very very reminiscent of the Rebbe's Sicha in Hadran and Ram and Tarshim Nunbeis. Chassidus uses the Lashon, when Mashiach will come, will fulfill Taira Mitzvah, may Etzem Hanashama. And Chassidus uses the expression that it will be like in a way that there's, it's, 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 there won't be any hergish, that you won't, you won't even like, one place you want to look is the Sefer Maimonim Tov, not Hemshech Samachov, the Sefer Maimonim Tov, Samachov, Samach Zayin, page Kuf Ches, Musad on the Mittel Rebbe's Mimer, long Mimer, Mittel Rebbe and Vayikra. But anyway, he discusses there, if you can look over there, explain the whole Nikuda, how we'll fulfill mitzvahs, Mimorgish, it's, it's, Messiah, without Murgish, you won't like you do it automatically. B'derech Mamela, and the Mitzvah Rabbi there says when when you need bring carbonus to the base of Mikdash, the sheep will run to be brought under Mizbeach. They 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 won't even they'll become be bottled B'derech Mamela. You won't have to force the sheep to be brought as a carbon. It's a very much deeper approach and understanding of mitzvahs than the way we relate to now, because this is a higher level of mitzvahs that'll be revealed in Mashiach will come back. Upon him, the Nakuda is according to this way of understanding. It's not pshat when we say mitzvahs betelis lasselavai that you have the first period when Mashiach comes, you have mitzvahs, and then gandik. Now we move on. We we, we we now now it's time for this chad. No pumfaker. The mitzvahs now esh so to say we that's when when, you, when the tzivu becomes bottle again. When the tzivu becomes bottle means that your avodas Hashem reached the ultimate peak and became one thing with the alien. So based on this understanding. The Rebbe explains that the Tkufa Shniu, when there's going to be a change of nature, is the ultimate Shleimus. Again, you need to have the first, again, you all you have to have the first period. You know, there's the Sikha of the Rebbe in Shlach, Tavshimim Zayin, Sefer Marmorim Tavshimim Zayin, Chelek Beis, there's an order of the Rebbe over there. The Rebbe explains how means you can't jump to gun. means you have to go step by step. So you can't just, you know, right away run to the second, uh, I mean, again, and the Rebbe doesn't speak about the Shtei Tkufis, but applying the same concept of the Sicha, you have to make the Tachl and the Keli for higher than Teva. So you can't just run to Lamailam and Teva. You have to bring it in Teva. But Sof Kol Sof, the Nukut is that there's the, mer- the merging of both. So this is one, th- so in, in, again, this is not the way the Rebbe is learning over here, but in, in those, in the Sichas, and in, 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 in the Hadam, Ram, and Aleph, and the Beis, and a few other Sichas, the Rebbe gives a much deeper insight in the fact there'll be a change of nature. Once the world merges, so to say, once there's a Shleim Muslim, Ailam in Oilam, so at that point, there's obviously, it's, 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 for example, in this Sikha, the Rebbe explains that during the first period of Mashiach, there won't be any war. There won't, Pail Mamish, there won't be war, but there will still be the concept of war. A person would still maybe want to, you know, as a Schoik, as a play, the Rebbe, and the Rebbe in Ha'ara 78 speaks about it. But in the Hadron and Ramnu now, the Rebbe explains there won't be any war. Quite literally, there won't be the nature of a person will change. You won't have Yitzhak anymore to fight. You won't have desire anymore to fight. One last point I will mention that um, a little bit same same thing. A little to just put it in other oasis. There's there's one place where the Rebbe speaks about the difference between the two the two tkufas and the kutei sichas chelik yudalad at the end. There's a letter of Chayel Tov Shalom and Zayin. At the end of the letter, there's these innocent-looking ha'aris, you know, where the Rebbe speaks about Timay Samashiach and Chiyas Hamesim Zochu Loi Zochu Gula Amitis Va Shleimah, different levels and Emes, different levels in Shleimus. 
But I think there's a very big Reichkeit. There's a lot. There's a lot you could extrapolate from those uh, from those footnotes over there. Chelik Yudal, page four seventy six, other places. So the Rebbe, one the the the, the one, one way I would put it is is the Rebbe explained that in Shlemus, and the Rebbe writes it very briefly. But in Shlemus, we know there's two types of Shlemus. One thing in Shlemus means. That you're not missing anything. It's like a checklist. Everything you do, you need whatever you have, and that's it. But the ultimate level of shleim is like ashiras. You can have someone that he has what he needs, but the true idea of ashiras or riches, it's not just you have what you need, but it's a totally different level. It's, be, it's beyond any limitation. It's not just to fulfill a need. It's, it's an expansiveness, a harchava, which is beyond, which is much greater. So the Rabbi, the way it comes out from this out over here, that first period, the is miliach yisodan. To put it in the context of the Rambam, and even according to Chassidus, because the idea of Shtet Kufis, the Rebbe explains in a few places, even according to Chassidus, there's a few places the Rebbe explains, even according, I mean, not the same way he says in the Ram, the similar idea. But the, 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 the idea of Shlemesach Yisodan means the certain things were missing in Golos, Mashiach will bring them back. Taita mitzvahs, different problems we have, whatever it is. For that, you don't need to have something which goes beyond nature. It's, you know, it's a certain things, it's shleimus achisod, mili achisod, and make sure that everything in life is okay, and that's beautiful. But then there's a higher union, there's, there's an abundance which is beyond nature, which is beyond limitation. That's a higher level in shleimus. And that's the Chiddush of the second period, which the Rambam doesn't speak about much, as the Rebbe explains, as the Rambam's union of the Sefer Allah is not to get involved in that. And that the Rambam hints to in, in, in the last... Uh, in the last halacha, the Rebbe explained the Hadanam Tavshanav. Now, just to finish off, all these things are beautiful, obviously learning about Mashiach and delving into these concepts, they capture our minds, our hearts, want make us want Mashiach, do things for Mashiach. But every single thing, that has to have a Yerob HaMaisah What's the Yerob HaMaisah we get about discussing the Shtei Tkufis? So the Rebbe spoke about this in Shabbos Pashas Achri, Tavshim and Vav, the Rebbe says that the first period of Mashiach is that they won't aim in Elamaz and Mesa Mashiach al Shibud Machis Bovat. So the Rebbe says that what is the Hiroid Arois that when it comes to Taira Mitzvahs, we have to serve the Ebishter as if there's no Shibud Malchis. Don't be in a spoil from any Minis Vikuvim, from anything that stops you, that seems to challenge you. Put yourself in the Mashiach mode where there's no, not, no, no challenges, there's no obstacles to serving the Ebishter. That's the first kufa. What's the of the second kufa? The of the second kufa is much greater than that. Not only you put yourself in the mode, you don't get affected by the obstacles, but you go beyond your limitations, right? That's the chiddush of the second kufa, that it's going to be a kufa nisus, it'll be a miraculous change, a change in nature, be beyond the nature the way it's today. It's not just enough, they don't they do what you have to do without getting affected by the challenges, but go beyond your capacities. One more Hayra, which the Rebbe said when he originally said the Sikha, I think it's in Pashas Bolok, Tav Shalamit Gimel, based time, but it's in, in the Sikha and Chikre Izman, and it's mentioned last time, Sikha was written in Chikre Izman, mentions it at the end, which you get in Rabbi Zagwi's Tvar Machus, he has the Sikha, the way it's printed in Chikre Izman, and it's in his Fachim. So the Rebbe says a very good shmak of word. The Rebbe says, we're speaking about Hadramam, we're speaking about Mashiach's coming in the way of Loi Zochum. So the Rebbe says, if Yud could look, look at himself and say, you know what, he feels that he's in a state of Lai Zachu. The Rebbe told us in Yidin Bechlal are in a state of Zachu. Maybe in his particular state, he feels that he still has a lot to, to, 
to fix up. Nevertheless, don't get in the spoil. Even in, Mashiach, Mashiach also comes in a state of loizahu. Even when you're in your state of loizahu, nevertheless, increase in learning to it, increase in the mitzvahs of Mashiach to come. And the kids, we should have the good Lord Mitzvah Shleim to take it from Yad Mamish.